Welcome to Elemental Whispers, a podcast dedicated to creating pathways of remembrance through the sharing of personal experiences and real-life sacred stories of working with the community of other world beings for healing, growth, and joyful enchantment. I'm Diamira Rose D'Agostino, and this is my gift to you, a podcast that is really meant to be a doorway. May it illuminate this pathway of magical remembrance. May its medicine of enchantment guide you in your elemental journey of soul, earth, and spirit. This month, April of 2023, marks the one-year anniversary of this show. This show was released for the first time last year during the very auspicious conjunction of Jupiter-Neptune in the sign of Pisces. And Pisces is all about dreaming a new dream. It is certainly the energy of spirituality and the dream time. And that is what I had hoped and desired to create for myself and for everyone listening with this show was a doorway into another world. And so I would love to hear from you. Has this podcast inspired you in any way? Has it helped to paint examples of what is possible? What is possible when we open up to the vast diversity of the sacred ecology that is Gaia. I would love to hear. Now, I also want to welcome us all to the eclipse season. The day that I am recording this intro is Friday, April 21st, but the eclipse was just a couple of days ago. It was the new moon eclipse in Aries at 29 degrees, and that's really significant because it popped right on over into Taurus, not but moments after. And so there is certainly a new beginning and we have taken off. Now, what that new beginning is, is different for each one of us. In some ways, it is probably connected to our needs, who we are, our identity, becoming that in the world, but it's also then about stepping into the value of that and what that looks like. So it will be very interesting to see how we journey these next few weeks. We call this an eclipse portal because there are always a minimum of two eclipses, one after the other. So we will be having a full moon eclipse in Scorpio that will be coming up in a couple of weeks. Just know that whenever we have an eclipse or a series of eclipses, we are working with dragon magic. And I want to offer you support during this time. I have quite a number of new offerings available on my website at diamirarose.com. Those offerings range from DIY essence selection from my beautiful Elemental Whispers Essence Collection. And that's about just 
tuning in to which ones are calling you and choosing some and beginning to work with those. Now, in terms of essence recommendations, you definitely want to get on my email list for that because that's where I share all of the essences that I recommend for different portals, different time periods, and just different energies. Outside of that, I do not share essence recommendations outside of a consultation space. And so I can't answer emails about essences specifically for you. If that is the kind of support that you're desiring, definitely book a one-on-one session with me. If it is something that you've never experienced, I would highly recommend this gift to yourself. It is... There's honestly nothing like being held in a space where a practitioner can see you, can witness your journey, and can also have that perspective that is sometimes hard to see for ourselves. For me, I actually work with several practitioners at any given time just because I know how much better of a practitioner I am when I am giving myself and gifting myself the support that I need to move through deep processing periods, periods of threshold journeys, initiations, and transitions within my own life. So if that sounds like you, then I have a number of new offerings available that involve more guided, curated support. Right now, there are currently three different options available. The newest one is an introductory flower essence therapy session. Now, these are for first-time clients only, so if we've never worked together in a flower essence capacity privately, then these sessions are definitely for you. They are held within a sacred container that is co-created with me and the spirits of this land and new Avalon. So it's a really beautifully supported experience, one in which we hold space for you to arise your deepest heart filled dreams, as well as identifying what is in the way of those dreams, what patterns might be working subconsciously, blocking some of your exquisite potential from flowing forth into this life and this world. And then you get a customized essence potion made by me. And these are one-off sessions, so there's no commitment, but they are the foundation and entry step for any deeper work together. I'll be sharing about that deeper priestess pathway and healing journey that is going to be opening up for new time clients in May. And so if you're interested in any of that deeper work, you would definitely want to start with this one-off single flower essence therapy session. It's a beautiful way to see how we work together and for you to just receive support for whatever is up for you right now and to have that magical essence potion to work with for a month. 
There are a couple of other offerings available. You can check those out. I do want to mention that the Astrology Oracle session, that the introductory rate is going away on those and they're going to be moving up to their regular rate. So they've been currently being offered for 333. That was the introductory rate and they are going up to their regular rate of 555. And these are my fullest offerings, not in terms of a long journey commitment that expands over more than one session, but in terms of the session itself, it is a very full and rich experience. It weaves in all of my different skill sets, including clairvoyant work, reading your chart, but also cyclically receiving understanding from your spirit team, as well as from your own soul records to help you gain perspective on where you are now and the pathway before you. And I'm going to be offering probably less of these sessions because they are so rich and big and they do require a lot of time on my part as well, not just the in-session time, but certainly leading up to it, the preparation with looking over your chart and going deep into those energies to prepare for our session. And then also on the back end, there is quite a bit of work that goes into the full experience. So those are some of the announcements in terms of offerings out there to support you. And for today's episode, I have a new guest. And before I introduce her, I want to let you know that I am experimenting with something a little different. We're going to see how you all like it. We're going to see how I like it. And I would love to hear from you if you could let me know if you like this format a little bit better. So in the past, when I have a guest, you know, the episodes run a little longer than my solo episodes. And I've always just imagined that people would pause the episode and then come back to it at a different time. But I'm wondering if for some people it might be more digestible if you have that episode in two parts. So I am trying it with this particular episode. We recorded this this week earlier and of course, the conversation was so deep and so juicy and went longer than an hour. And so I am breaking this episode or this conversation rather into two parts, meaning that there will actually be two episodes, a part one and part two. It was a conversation that took place in one sitting, but I've just broken it into two separate sections. So we'll see how you enjoy it. And if you like it better, I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email at connect at dmurarose.com. Or if you're scrolling around on my website, you can of course always submit a comment or a share or a question via the contact form. Now for this very special person that I want to introduce to you. Deva Shakti Botazzi is a modern-day medicine woman. She started channeling ascended beings of light in 2012 and receiving direct 
teachings, and guidance that she has incorporated into her vast repertoire of tools, creating her own methods for healing and teaching. Successful in her own right, she is a three-time entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and Fulbright scholar with more than 30 years in the corporate world. Born and raised in Argentina, she took her first steps into her spiritual path, seeking answers during her late teenage years learning meditation and energy healing from Andean and Jesuit traditions. Later on, she studied with masters from Japan, China, and India, including more than a decade of Buddhism. She has had direct transmissions from curanderos of Central America, the queros from Incan traditions, and has received medicine directly from the Navajo. Shakti has experienced firsthand the emptiness that living out of alignment with purpose can bring, and thus she teaches her clients how to make the same journey she has, that of quieting the analytical mind so that their inner wisdom can blossom. Those who work with her expand their gifts, learn to trust their intuition, and become deeply connected to their own soul's work leading a life of inspired action, purpose, passion, and prosperity. You can look for her at theawakenpath.com and I will link to all of her amazing offerings and where to connect with her in the show notes and she shares at the end of the conversation as well. I absolutely loved our conversation and I cannot wait for you to experience the multidimensional realms and subject matter and territory that we covered. Welcome to Elemental Whispers Podcast Shakti. Welcome. It's so good to be here. I'm so excited to have you and have this conversation. We've been giggling and <laughs> bubbling <laughs> a little po- you know pre-studio recording time. So the reason that I felt inspired to bring you on is because you are someone who is truly living magically and powerfully out in the world. And what I mean by that is obviously we run in practitioner circles and circles of light workers and people who are circle facilitators. And it's all very beautiful. And there is to me, this, this other level, this other layer of actually living and walking our talk and living it in not just when we come together in ceremony with other people, but when we're just out in the world, when we're out by ourselves, when we're sitting with a tree or whatever we are doing where the camera is not on us. And so I really honor and recognize that about you. And I can't wait for you to share with everyone all about that, all about your work. So where I would love to begin today, right now in this moment, is I would love for you to share from Shakti of the now. (laughs) (laughs) What is, how would you describe your work in the world? 
Mm. Wow. Well, my work is truly living my soul mission at this time. I am blessed that way that I can say that I am living that soul mission. And what that soul mission is, is to guide others to connect with their own divine source connection, to empower them into trusting that divine guidance and into learning how to transfer that into inspired action to live that magical life that you're talking about, the life that is the one your soul desires. I call that the golden path or, you know, your soulful life or the fulfilling life. We can call it many ways. Um, the What I can say, and I, I so appreciated your words at the beginning, is that I was tuning in eyes closed as you were talking. And about 2016, so that's what, seven years ago, I uh, thought I was living my life in the most inspired way, but of course we're trying to find our way and we take some wrong turns, right? And we're not always in that perfect road. And I hit a big wall. And the way that looked like is that I had uh, finally, after three years of dreaming about it, uh, opened a brick and mortar holistic center. And here in Italy, I'm currently in Italy, even though I'm living now in California and Mount Shasta, but uh, here I'm visiting now. And um, this center in, in implied money investment, a lot of work. I thought I was opening it up with a uh, soul sister and um, it ended up being the biggest and fastest car wreck you can imagine. <laughs> And I hit the wall so fast, like into six months of actually opening doors that it shocked me into, okay, what, what happened here? You know, I thought I was living this major soul expression and this desired thing. And I mean, for a year and a half, we meditated under every full moon to create this holistic center. I mean, this wasn't like a, you know, oh yeah, let's do this kind of thing. So that led me into such deep soul searching. I think I went into the most silent space one can have with two teenage boys, but <laughs> You know, <laughs> I mean, that's real life, right? <laughs> but I even told them, it's like, please, you will see me many times, like in this space of silence, even looking at the wall or meditating, allow that for me. I need that space. And it truly took me four to six months of deep, deep nothingness to understand a lot of things. And the reason I'm pinpointing this time in my life is because after that time, I went deep into asking my, I call them my divine team, to really guide me and show me. And I started listening more because I think, I, I know, I know, I don't think, I know that what had happened before is I was asking and I thought I was listening, but mostly there was a lot of mixing of my mind's ideas and, and I wasn't actually accurately listening. There was a lot of the idea of what that meant. And what that 
looks like and how I got to where I am today is that I went into with every cell of my being wanting truly to connect with that soul purpose. And I know that many, many of us in this path that are awakening right now have that desire. This is like a common desire. Why am I here now? What is that I'm meant to be doing, right? What does that look like? And for some of us, it looks like very evidently, like for you and I being, you know, spiritual guides in some way. We have our own spiritual leadership of our own and we also lead others. And for others, it's it's a lot more hidden and it means being the most beautiful expression of who you are, a mother, a sister, a daughter, a teacher, a painter, whatever that looks like, right? But just to bring it home is that uh, what started happening is that I really started making uh, space not only for asking to my guides, but for listening to the answers. And then I started to choose to follow the guidance. And that's like a whole other layer <laughs> because you can get the right guidance, but then what you're being guided to do is not always easy, right? Even from simple things like they were telling me, oh, you need to travel to Sedona. This was one on this date. Um, and this was, I don't know, four months earlier. You need to travel to Sedona on July 25th. And I'm like, uh, that's a lot of money. I'm in Italy. I'm kind of, that doesn't work with my business or my schedule. And they're like, you need to travel to Sedona on July 25th. And they kept saying that, you know, and I kept like, oh no, oh no, you know, until eventually I'm like, okay, I, I get it. I need to listen. And I did travel to Sedona on that date and so much magic happened in that trip so much and like clients came to me out of nowhere and I made the most in my business of the time that I had ever made without effort okay just things were happening I needed to be in that place for all those doors to open and and um fast forward to the present moment I have made um continuous leaps of faith and trusting the guidance and taking action in my life that somebody that's looking from the outside, like, for example, my mom, who I tell her what things are, but she is from another era. She's actually 97 years old now. Um, she cannot understand. She thinks that I'm acting out of my craziness or my, she called, I'm an Aries, I'm a triple fire. And she's like, oh, you're an Aries, I'm a triple fire. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with this. I'm living life following divine guidance. I'm living life in this soulful mission. And it requires that I change places where I live, that I travel, that I go there, I go over there, I go to these sacred sites. And for her, it looks like I'm, like a pinball in a f old flipper machine, you know, like I'm not like no Ramayan reason for me. And because I've been in this intimate connecting with my intimate dialogue, connecting with my guides for now many, many years, there is, I can totally see the weaving that's happening as I'm being moved and as things happen. And, and I can now very accurate uh, recognize the moments where I'm resisting the guidance and my life moves like what I, I call it the square wheel. Like it moves one side and it stops and then it moves another side versus the wheel that's moving as you're pedaling and it's just flowing. Right. So it, it's, it's truly a, a moment by moment choice, uh, you know, an awareness, um, 
of, of being present and a trust, mostly trust, you know, of, of that guidance. So it's, it's been a journey <laughs> to get to, to, to today. Thank you so much for sharing this. This is, I mean, actually, I've just learned so much that I had not known about you. I had no idea that you had opened up a healing center in Italy. I knew you were in Italy. I didn't know you had done that and gone through that. What feels like as you were sharing it, while yes, there was like the beauty on the other side, but that really gut gut wrenching letdown of a you know just this excited creation. And so I, I want to actually backtrack because I really want to um, ask: Is okay? What I heard you saying was like you had done all the things. You had dotted all your I's, crossed all your T's. You had been meditating every full moon in partnership with this other person who was, you know, you were collaborating with to bring forward this creation. And you felt like, this is my dream. I'm bringing, this is like the dream of my heart. I'm bringing this forward. And then for it to, I I forgot how you said it, which was really hilarious, but basically for it to go sideways in a very short period of time. It's like when that happens, I know for me personally, it can be so much like going into this of, of now doubting like everything because there's this thing of like, okay, but I was following my guidance. I was getting the downloads. I was. And so I'm just curious if there's any if since then, because you said that was 2016, if since then you have been able to sort of tease out in any way and understand, like, what was that about? Like, were you not following guidance? I know you said that you were mixed, you mixed stuff in with your own mind. And I didn't know if you were talking about the healing center for that or then a little bit after that. So I'm just curious, like, can you share any further details about that? I love that question, actually. Um, So in the now, in this present moment, and I'll go back in a moment, um, I am very aware of the difference on when I'm taking action because it's truly inspired by divine guidance versus when I am wanting something or my mind is really, my my humanness is really, you know, getting in the middle. And um I want to share this for everybody, for the listeners, how a few years back, and I see this in my whole tribe as well, all the people I work with, um, when for us in this path, which I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast is in this path, otherwise you wouldn't be attracted to this podcast, um, because we're so loved uh, faster and faster, the moment we take the wrong path, we're being like given a pat on the hand. It's like wrong path. Correct. Go to the other path. Right. And, um, now it's very fast. This course, correct. Uh, when years passed and years, years passed, uh, it used to take a long time. We could totally be our off path. And then we smacked our heads against the wall and oops, I've been, the wrong path and back to the center. And now this is fast, fast, fast. There's no more time to take some so long off. So this just one, one note on, you know, how, how we recognize certain things, but with regards to the 
holistic center, yes, I have unwoven a lot of what that was, that experience. And there were several lessons for me in that. One was that um, in my own unworthy, unhealed unworthiness, I used to think that everybody else was uh, an advanced spiritual master or being just because they had some minor skill. Oh, you're a Reiki practitioner. Oh, they're amazing. 10 times better than I am. No. Oh, they're a channel. They must be amazing. Uh, No, I learned that there's lots of channelers that are completely dirty channel because they don't do the work and they bring through whatever. But in those days, if you told me you were a channel, I thought you were like a very advanced being and all those kinds of misconceptions on, on, on things that had a big foundation on my own um, lack of worthiness, on my own understanding of who I am and what I brought to the table and what were my gifts and all of that, which so far I've grown into. Uh, so that was one aspect. So that um, is because we started, five women started this uh, lunar meditation. Um, one passed and that was like after a year and a half and that kind of jolted us on, okay, it's time to act. You know, one of them passed. And, um, when they, when we said it's time to ask three of those five said, Oh, I can't because I'm divorcing. Oh, I can't because of this. So I can't, you know, like kind of like veered off and the other two left were left me and the other person. And we're like, okay, shall we do this? Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. And so in my mind, and here's my humanness, right? I thought, Oh, I'm opening a holistic center. I'm going to have this amazing space and people are going to come. And at the time I still had a real estate company. I had Tuscany real estate. I was a broker and I had a brokerage that I had created. And I thought, Oh, I can handle both businesses while the holistic center flies. I can, I can uh, keep the, the other place. And there was a, uh, lack of clarity in our communication with my partner. So I learned a lot about that. Um, and, and that created uh, expectations that were impossible. Uh, for example, specifically, she wanted me to be at the holistic center, like a store opened from eight in the morning to eight in the evening. And it's like, no way. You know, and for example, one of the foundations of the way in which I've worked my whole life, I have a 30 year path in the corporate world. Um, I've always been after I've, I was 27, 30 years old and I entered the managerial path. I've always traveled a lot for business. I'm a very free spirit. I wilt if I have to be in an office day in and day out, nine to seven, uh, nine to five. And I've my whole life I've traveled. I've been, uh, you know, supplier, seller, managing teams. I've I've always been traveling, even in the corporate world. So I had that ability to keep my fire, you know, uh, going, even in what would be considered a very stifling type of job because of the nature of my aspect of the job. And 
in uh, Tuscany real estate, one of the things that was such a blessing and the reason why I dropped the corporate world and started doing that was when I divorced the father of my children as a single mom, I needed the flexibility of going in and out, being in the office when I needed, working from home when I needed. And that was one of the things I cherished the most. The most. And in my lack of knowing myself deeply, I didn't realize that that was like a bright line for me. I needed that freedom of time of I can come to the holistic center when I want. I can do the back office from my house. I can come when I have clients. And the other person was like, no, you need to be here eight to eight every day. You know, and I'm like, and that was like a wall, like she wouldn't budge. And for me, that was you want to kill me? Do that. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is absolutely not the lifestyle. I mean, you, I opened the holistic center with a certain desire of a certain lifestyle. I wanted to do gatherings in the weekends, gatherings at night, but that meant that during the day I needed to have freedom. I cannot be full life, you know, from eight in the morning to midnight because I hold a gathering. And by the way, also the weekend. And by the way, I have children. And by the way, I have the real estate company. Uh, something is not adding up. You know, like it just wasn't anyone. So looking back, the lessons were truly lack of clarity, lack of self-worth that created um, a, a lot of, you know, confusion on both ends, um, not understanding myself deeply, uh, using my own ideas of what was great and not really what was for the highest and best. And what that in in those months of introspection and so much more, right? But like, if I have to give it in a succinct summary, in those months where I was in silence, what came up with extreme clarity was that a I needed to sell Tuscany real estate, which I did in 2017. I completely closed because the holistic center went from. 2015 to 2016, half the year, and then I closed it and then I kept going. So I sold the Tuscany real estate and part of the other guidance was, this is what you need to do full time. Like your, your spiritual leadership in whatever shape and form that we're going to figure that out, right? Like I didn't, I, that wasn't the holistic center. I started, um, I got a cert, a, a year, one year long uh, program to become certified as a coach. I thought that could open a path. Um, and then, for example, I didn't realize, dear Mira, this is insane, but I started this path when I was 18 and I'm 59. Okay, this is 41 years. And I started, I learned my first energy healing one year course when I was 19. And I started to learn meditation when I was 18 and I took meditation training as a guide and I took energy healing courses for like 10 years with different masters and healers and curanderos and Navajos and, and Italian uh, teachers and Argentine teachers and U.S. Uh, masters, uh, shaman, medicine women. Like I have such an eclectic formation and I wasn't owning it. I wasn't realizing that in 2017, that was what, 38 years of that? I had so much knowledge and wisdom from the years of the experience of my life. And I wasn't realizing that. And it took that banging my head on the wall, which was most about the, um, the, the, the shell 
of the holistic center. Like I had not understood the inner words of the heart of what the holistic center meant. And so when the shell wasn't working, when the whole structure wasn't working and all the misunderstandings with my partner, that's when I realized that I had misjudged the person I had in front of me. And I lo- I hate the word misjudged, I'm, but, but it was a misjudgment. It was a thinking something that was completely different. And I had misunderstood my own needs and um, so many other things. So when I went into, okay, this is the new path, it was clearly a relaunch of some aspect of my life uh, that was very important. And it was, I was uh, 50, what, three? So that was a new cycle of nine, right? I was ending a cycle of nine and starting a new cycle. I knew that, okay, I, I have to absolutely dedicate my life to this spiritual leadership. I have the wisdom, how I'm going to put it together. I need help. I did another year with another coach to learn how to do these type of businesses online that now are so famous, but at the time, pre-COVID, right, wasn't uh, such. And um, I started taking, you know, one step after the other and and slowly, slowly getting into the right path and Actually, when COVID hit, it was like, for me, um, it was a blessing in the sense that I was so ready with everything. I already knew all the structures, all the Zoom, all the everything. And I was very slowly holding my business and and this pandemic hit. And my guides were saying, everybody needs to rest. This is a time to go inside, but you need to work. This is the time you need to be out there guiding and helping others do the work. And, um, and from then on, it just took this other feeling of really, really being on purpose and um, my practice of uh, making room for my guidance to come through every day for hours in the morning is, is like breathing. If I don't have that, I can't, I don't feel well. Like I literally, I'd rather work, wake up at five in the morning if that day I have to start early and have from five to seven for, you know, my own inner practice so that I can feel that, yep, I breathed and drank water. I can do my day, right? So that was a complex answer because there's a lot of layers to the answer, you know. Yeah, well, I just want to acknowledge, first of all, the incredible self-awareness that you're willing to share with us around that, which is such a complex issue. It sounds like, which is on one hand, it was this beautiful dream and creation. And on another hand, acknowledging like that, there were so many places within you that in some ways you're still coming from wound and seeing the dream perhaps and like, but through wound, right? And so how much of what you got was through wound. And then even like, I just want to acknowledge like the incredible pattern you just demonstrated for all of us, which was, you mentioned the lack of self-worth and then how it showed up in your partner wanting you to work all kinds of crazy hours, which is exactly what, oh, it's because I'm not worthy. So now I'm being asked to go above and beyond like what my energy system and and boundaries really feel like is okay. And so there's just like all these, I, I just feel like I hope that this is so enlightening for others that are listening to this because I I do think that this is such a complex thing and I've seen it happen over and over with people, including myself, where it's not that 
our dream wasn't beautiful. You know, it, it, it wasn't that the whole thing in and of itself is not a thing of beauty, but we have to do our best to be so clean and clear so that when we bring things through, they are not butting up against these wounds within ourselves. And I just feel like this is such a beautiful example of that and just such a learning, like such a learning because one of the things that I recognize in myself is that, and I've gotten a lot better in the last couple of years because I've, I've become aware of this tendency. So that's another thing. It's like, I'm like giving myself that um, real gentle gentleness, which to me is like, you know, some of these things might be with me for quite a while longer, meaning some of these issues, some of these shadow aspects. But if I can be aware of them, then I can know, oh, wait, oh, I'm starting to do that in this creation. So, oh, absolutely. That's how you do it. Just the awareness it brings Just the awareness. And so one of the things I noticed I would do is I would get a download for like this beautiful dream would come forward for me and I would get this beautiful thing. And the dream would be so illuminated, so enlivened with spirit. And then months later, as I begin to move forward, taking action, taking action, somewhere along the way, the like everything falls flat. Something's not working. Something I'm running up against brick wall, or maybe I just lose my complete joy around it. And for a long time, I thought, what is going on here? But what I realized is a pattern of mine was that I would get this beautiful dream from spirit. And when I say spirit, you know, I'm talking about like from the heart of Gaia, but it's also in resonance with like my own heart code and the dreams that live in there. Right. Of course. And so, and so I would get these dreams But then, and the dream is like born of spirit, but then I would let my mind get in the way and I would take off implementing in the way that the human Diamira thinks that it's supposed to be implemented based based on past conditioning or past things. And I realized somewhere along the way, it was like, oh, I left spirit back there. (laughs) I got to go back to that exit. I passed my exit. And that's, you're, you're kind of paraphrasing exactly what that experience was. That's exactly it. We take off in the human side and we, we stop following, following guidance on even how to implement. And how, and how. Genius, not just in the idea. Yes. And the thing that like is so beautiful, like that I just want to highlight for, for everyone, for myself, for all of us is like, it's like the mind is so beautiful and it has a lot of, um, wonderful abilities, right? We need the mind. And so it's not about death to the mind, but it is, it's really this, this invitation to, do we want to do things how they've always been done? And we know, of course, we're deep programming from the program, right? The matrix, you know, patriarchy from all that. We're deprogramming from that. So if we do things how the mind tells us, we're not perfect. Our minds are not perfect. We're not like Yeshua or Babaji walking on water over here. So the minds are more than likely going to create what's always been created which is based in those old systems of oppression. And to me, I'm like, the way we get around that is not by being perfect, but by allowing spirit into the process at every moment. And if we do that, then we create 
not from the preconditioning of our minds, but it's like we're now creating from something greater, something bigger than us, something that our minds could have never conceived, but it's available to us if we just stop and pause. And I'm saying this like even to myself in this moment, because I can see where this is like, it's it's so we're on the precipice of birthing a new way of being. And most of us, many of us are doing it. We're already doing it. And there's still times where I can still see myself retracting into an old way of doing or, uh, you know, just the way that it's always been done. And, and yeah, this is just an invitation for even myself in this moment to like continue to allow spirit into every part of the process, like this or greater. I love what you've said, and I'd love to bring an expansion or an addition or another layer to what you said, and particularly to certain things that I think are super important. You said it's not about uh, putting down the mind. And one of the things I, I was, I studied Buddhism for like 11 years and I learned so much from the wisdom of Buddha. And one of the things Buddha kept saying is that the mind is a beautiful tool, but that we have to become masters of the mind. When the mind is our master, and that's when we do those things that you were describing, right? We run around with whatever the mind thinks based on the old program. And not only, the mind operates if we don't become masters. Because what does mean become what does it mean to become masters of the mind? For me, becoming masters of the mind means two things or a twofold approach. One is really going into that journey of healing that fragmentation of our consciousness that happened when we experienced trauma in our lives. And therefore, the mind that's conscious may have aligned with a part of the fragmentation that is not really the most productive for us. And, um, and so that's one of the aspects. So it's learning what happened and bringing those fragments back together. And the other uh, the the twofold way, the second way is really, really being intentional about quieting the mind, learning continuous and consistent meditation. People go like, really want to get one second? But for me, meditation is like uh, spiritual life 101. I mean, you've got to have that space. That's how you, it's going to the gym for the spirit and the mind, right? So it's really building that practice. And then you can add meditation of all types and walking in nature and whatever. That's like a whole other conversation. But so that's one aspect. So it's not about um, putting the mind down. It's truly about a whole path, which could be a whole conversation in itself about what does it mean to become masters of the mind and using the beauty and the power of the mind, which is amazing. And if it's brilliant and intellectual and smart and has the ability to combine the intellectual wisdom with the inner wisdom of the remembrance, we can really create so much beauty, right? So it's it's not about, it's about really approaching it that way. The other part of what you said that um, I wanted to point out is that um, that happens in the experience you say of, I get the download and then I run with it. And then I, I left the, the, the download back there. I love that. Um, and that happened to me in the holistic center ex experience is that I forgot that joy, true 
joy in the heart is how you measure the soulful path. And when joy goes missing, it means you veered off path. It's such a great, uh, I call it the thermometer, right, of, of the soul. And it was all push-pull and anguishing and exhaustion and arguing. And, oh, my God, we've veered so veered so. Th- out of the path in my holistic center experience. And when we push pull and we forgot to follow the guidance, the joy disappears. And if we, if we realize that, then we're like, oops, oops, where did I lose the, the turn? Where did I turn in the wrong turn? Right. That's another aspect of it. And the final part that I wanted to say that you actually asked me before, and you mentioned it again, is this, is that in addition to all these times where we may really take the wrong turn, there's also those times where we are actually following the guidance. And you ask me this question, well, what did you do when you thought, well, but I thought I was following guidance and this didn't work out at all, right? Well, besides the fact of the holistic center and all that we've spoken about, there's also those times when you do actually follow the guidance and you follow it, you're not going out with your mind and things don't work out how you think they should work out. But that's because... Um, sometimes I've learned this many times and it's so beautiful. Spirit needs to take you somewhere that you think is the final destination so that from there you can actually veer towards the new path, which is actually your final destination. But if spirit would have tried to take you directly there, you couldn't have been ready to go there. I a hundred percent agree. I was actually just talking to a friend about that and we were talking about, I don't know if you've been having this experience lately, Shakti, but I used to be able to see, you know, way far ahead. I could have a vision that could, I could see way far ahead in, you know, years. And part of that was my problem. I had this time problem where I would see the vision and I would have be off with timing. Right. But that's a whole nother conversation. But what I've read, what I under, what I have experienced, and this has been really since I would say probably, I mean, you're familiar with astrology, but since I would say since that major stellium that we had in Capricorn back in January of uh, 2020, since around that time and maybe leading up a little bit to that time, there have been so many shifts in the dimensions that I am not experiencing the the multiple dimensions like I used to. And what I mean by that is, well, there's many examples, but the one that I'm thinking of now is I actually am not able to see really far into time. I'm not saying that I don't get glimpses or little images of a, like a code or a vision. I absolutely do. But what I'm not getting anymore is I'm not getting the map any longer. It's like this is your next step. This is your breadcrumb. This is your stone, your stepping stone get on the stepping stone. That's all we're giving you right now. And it's like, I have to trust and just step on the stepping stone. And it's like, you're saying, I think the step, if I just go with the stepping stone, I think I'm going in one direction. Meanwhile, fast forward six months later, I could have never even fathomed 
where I would end up. I've taken so many turns, but I can look back and see, oh my gosh, this has been orchestrated because even though this didn't quote unquote, like you're saying, work out, what I'm noticing is that it didn't work out because my expectations, but in the higher level, it absolutely worked out because it created a learning for me that created some experience that I needed that now is going to be useful six months later when I'm, you know, stepping through this next doorway. It's been incredible, but I can't see more than like one or two steps ahead. And I feel like, and I think we touched on this a little bit last time when we talked, but I feel like part of it is there is this invitation to rewire and reconfigure how we are being in relationship to the spirit realm, because the spirit realm People think the spirit realm is static. It's not, and it's and it's definitely not anymore. It is changing. It is changing faster than we can blink. Things are in the spirit world. The dimensions are oscillating. I don't want to say they're collapsing because that can create fear, but I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean, the dimensional doors are merging and shifting, and there is a blending of dimensionality, and the inner worlds are changing. Spirit is changing. So I feel like as such we're being invited to change how we are being in relationship to all that we know, to all that is. And so it's like, we can't be given 18 steps because part of this process is trusting and rebuilding. We're almost like rebuilding new muscles, muscles that maybe we haven't used in a long time. I mean, you and I both use our clairvoyant, clairaudient skill sets. And yet I feel like there's other multi-sensory, other senses coming on board, senses that I even have didn't use 10 years ago. And so I don't know if any of that is like you're having that experience or it's landing for you. I'd love to hear what your experience has been with this. I just love this conversation. It's like, can we have three more hours, please? (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to part one of this multidimensional conversation. I wholeheartedly agree with Shakti when she said, can we just have a three-hour conversation? And while our conversation did not last three hours or anywhere even close to that, I really felt it was one of those conversations between two friends where you really just want to be sitting with an endless cup of tea and perhaps lazing about in either a magnificent ancient forest or on a luxurious pillow. I'm fine with opulence as well. So I hope you enjoyed this and you'll tune in for part two because as you know, this conversation is not over yet. And I am going to make sure that you all know where to find Shakti. She can be found at theawakenpath.com. That's awaken as in A-W-A-K-E-N. So theawakenpath.com. And you can connect with her at The Awaken Path on all the places, I think Instagram and Facebook. And she's also running a trip to Egypt coming up here in the fall, actually. And it's going to be during the eclipse portal. And I'm mentioning this, first of all, if you feel called to the lands of Egypt, definitely check out her trip. And also, you know, this is connected to this time now. So it just feels really perfect that I'm releasing this episode during the eclipse portal, that she is running the trip, you know, on the eclipse portal that comes in the fall. And so I hope to see you 
next time, you know you can expect part two to be released sometime during this waxing moon period. And until next time, sending you so many blessings of spring, of the forest, and of the new beginnings that this eclipse season holds for all of us. Mm-hmm.